Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are in Part 8 of Last Minute Warning. And in our last segment, I began to uncover the real global intentions behind the UN's 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. We learned that after a very significant visit from Pope Francis, first to the White House and then to the United Nations, with his call for a global constitution, a world court, and a world government, a universal agenda was launched the UN 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. As this document is scrutinized alongside the prophetic word of truth, it becomes very evident that it is playing a vital role in the creation of the Antichrist global empire and being done so with great enthusiasm. When the vote was announced, delegates from 193 nations gave their hearty approval and surrender to this plan by standing and giving a thunderous ovation. Some of the highlights to this document that were included and agreed upon were that all countries and stakeholders acting in a collaborative partnership will, not may, but will, implement this plan. By 2030, the UN will be transformed into a body that can require all nations to obey, and that we should expect the transformation of the world to start impacting every nation before or by 2030. In this segment, we'll discover that the one-world religion component to this universal Antichrist empire is also well on its way to being completely implemented, as it works hand-in-hand hand with the enemy's intention to control every aspect of humanity. It is also setting the platform upon which the false prophet will wield his power in leading the world to the eventual worship of Lucifer through his Antichrist. In a commentary entitled, Global Alliance of Religions Joins Push for UN Agenda 2030, they write, At the Tenth World Assembly of Religions for Peace, about a thousand representatives of world religions and other organizations gathered in Germany in late August to advance globalism and a planetary uniting of all religions to promote the United Nations Master Plan for Humanity, known as UN Agenda 2030. Critics expressed alarm that self-proclaimed religious leaders were embracing dangerous world order ideas, which are totally at odds with liberty and Christianity, and the implications are massive. The controversial Tenth World Assembly of Religions for Peace, backed by George Soros and the globalist-controlled German government, as well as other powerful forces, aimed to unify the world's religious organizations behind key elements of the establishment's agenda, including the UN-guided modern order. Operating in almost 100 nations, the alliance claims to be the world's largest and most representative coalition of religious and indigenous communities. 
It is funded by Soros, the Rockefellers, the Ford Foundation, the UN Foundation, various UN agencies, U.S. taxpayers via the State Department, and more. Among other decisions, the coalition vowed to increase cooperation among their religious factions under the guise of caring for the earth, which they refer to as the entire web of life, and what participants described as the common good. The common good by their standards includes earth with its air, water, soil, and web of life. Central to it all, by their own admission, is the totalitarian UN Agenda 2030 and the increasingly discredited man-made global warming hypothesis claiming CO2 is pollution, an antichrist ploy all disguised and dressed in the quest for the common good. In the speeches and in the final Religions for Peace declaration, it became abundantly clear that the self-styled religious leaders have been, at the very least, co-opted or duped into advancing globalism, socialism, and other ideologies and theologies deeply at odds with traditional Americanism and biblical Christianity. The primary focus of the gathering appeared to be to promote the U.N. as the solution to virtually all human problems. In particular, the totalitarian-inspired U.N. Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Goals, described by top U.N. leaders as the Master Plan for Humanity and the Global Declaration of Interdependence, which are at the heart of the whole effort to save what the document refers to as Mother Earth. And the religious leaders were not shy in expressing their full support. For instance, in the call to action, signatories agreed to urge religious communities to invest their resources in alignment with achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. The Declaration also states explicitly that the UN's controversial vision, rather than the Bible or even other religious texts, should guide human development. An extraordinary statement coming from religious leaders, some of whom identify as Christian. We commit to human development as set forth in the sustainable goals the agreement declares. Examining the UN Agenda 2030 in detail highlights the enormous implications of that statement. For instance, Goal Number 10 of the SDG demands that governments and the UN reduce inequality within and among countries. To do that, the agreement continues, will only be possible if wealth is shared and income inequality is addressed. In other words, national and international socialism, an anti-biblical ideology that has produced untold misery, death, and destruction everywhere it has been imposed. The UN plan also demands that governments take control of production and consumption, another key element of totalitarianism, technocracy, and socialism. And it promotes indoctrination of children, population control, and much more. In other words, a global system fit to serve the Antichrist. Which makes it especially bizarre that this UN Agenda 2030 is being embraced by so many self-proclaimed religious leaders. 
consider, among other red flags, that the mass-murdering dictatorship enslaving communist China boasted openly that it played a crucial role in developing the UN agenda. Then consider that the godless Chinese regime ruthlessly persecutes Christians, Muslims, and others, and has since its inception. Mass-murdering dictators such as genocidal Marxist tyrant Robert Mugabe of Zimbabwe could barely contain their glee of the UN scheme. But of course, as with the UN Agenda 2030, much of the religious declaration adopted at the conference in Lindau, Germany, revolves around the supposed catastrophic heating of the earth, which is claimed to be caused by human emissions of CO2. And so to save humanity from this alleged scourge, an essential gas, by the way, that is exhaled by humans and used by plants in photosynthesis, globalism and government controls over the economy are claimed to be crucial. No mention was made of the fact that human emissions of CO2 make up a fraction of 1% of all the greenhouse gases present naturally in the atmosphere. Another central element of the agenda is advancing the UN's deeply perverted understanding of human rights. The UN's view is that governments and international agreements confer revocable privileges on people that can never be used contrary to the purposes and principles of the UN, as explained in Article 29 of the UN Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Ironically, the UN literally puts mass-murdering dictators, communists, Islamists, and other human rights violators, people such as the late Muammar Gaddafi of Libya, in charge of its human rights bureaucracies. There are some traditional Christian notions in the platitudes expressed at the Religions for Peace conference, such as promoting forgiveness. But despite the presence of self-proclaimed evangelical Protestant Christians, Orthodox Christians, and Roman Catholics, the final declaration adopted in Germany is filled with unbiblical and even anti-biblical extremism that would be instantly recognizable to genuine Christians. Indeed, from a believer's perspective, the whole premise is flawed and the Bible repeatedly instructs God's people to not be bound together with unbelievers. 2 Corinthians 6, 14-17 is among the many verses that make this perfectly clear. Do not be bound together with unbelievers, for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. God's word is very clear. His children are not to be yoked to the world or the plans and schemes its citizens embark upon. For we are now citizens of heaven, and our loyalty belongs to the King who rules over it, Lord Jesus the Christ. This holy mandate is more important now than it has ever been, 
because not only is the governmental and economic arms of the Antichrist universal empire almost fully readied through such Luciferian endeavors as the UN's 2030 agenda, but the one world religion is also standing in the shadows ready to be revealed as his unholy bride with the false prophet as his best man. And speaking of potential candidates for the false prophet, or at the very least, a forerunner to him. In his message for the celebration of the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation, which is an offshoot to the UN's 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, Pope Francis decried the mistreatment of our common home, who we refer to as our sister, Mother Earth. He said that she weeps and implores us to put an end to our abuses and to her destruction and he then called for the whole world to repent to her for those abuses. This is but a small sampling of his many New Age beliefs that stand in blatant opposition to the unadulterated word of God's truth. But his position on Sister Mother Earth falls right in step with a preamble to the UN Earth Charter, which states that, We are one human family and one Earth community, with a common destiny. We must join together to bring forth a sustainable global society founded on respect for nature. The ceremonies surrounding the adoption of this New Age endeavor were filled with pagan religious symbolism and ritual, as documented by the New American. Beloved, it is time to be informed to what is taking place behind the scenes and right under the noses of most unsuspecting earthlings. For everything that the Lord has revealed to us by his prophetic word of truth is unfolding right before us, and our blessed hope is about to become our blessed reality. God willing, in our next segment, we'll pick up where we left off today, so I hope you'll join me. Until then, or until we meet in the air, please keep your eyes on Jesus and remain attentive to the Holy Spirit as He continues to lead us into all truth. And most of all, keep trusting and praising the Lord in all things, for He is truly worthy, and He is forever faithful to His Word. And as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.